This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out on old Dan. Come on, Dan, let's go. And it's good to be back with you folks. I praise the Lord for every day that he gives us another day of grace. And I mentioned in our last study or two how that we ought to stop every morning before we get outside and thank the Lord. Just be thankful in all things. And I wish you'd do that. I wish we could grow up with folks who are thankful, teach your children to be thankful. And uh, I, often, I often ask folks, are, are you thankful? Uh, I, I don't see anybody pausing and bowing their head at the table and giving thanks for the food that's in front of them. We're living in an unthankful generation, my friend. And uh, one day the Lord's going to spew us out of his mouth, spew us out of his mouth just because we're unthankful. But uh, this is the old trailblazer, Pastor Pendarvis, and I'm happy to be back with you folks. And I appreciate every one of you, every one of you who supports the work, those of you who write, those of you who pray. We're bringing you a series of studies now. Just began on uh, blood redemption. Do you know how a sinner is saved? By blood and by power. By blood and by power. We have a bloodless religion now, don't we? Do you ever listen to radio preachers and television preachers? you ever listen to them? I wish you would. Just make a habit of turning in on television sometime and listen to one of those great, so-called great, TV evangelist or televangelist, they call themselves now. They fly in on one of their two or three airplanes or some city and they give a series of services. But you ever listen to them? Then these radio preachers, many of our gospel, quote, unquote, gospel stations have one preacher right behind the other. And uh, I listen to them sometimes, but I don't hear them talking about the blood. No, they got every other uh, ism and schism that you can think of. And I hear, I hear a lot of our folks now, several of our so-called leading pastors and leading evangelists, and they talk about things that are interesting. They talk about how Noah's Ark was built and how, how long it was and how tall it was. And they talk about uh, this and that and the other and where Moses' bones are. And they talk about those things. And that's all interesting. I like the history of the Bible. I like the history of the Hebrew children. And I keep up with a lot of those things. But my friend... Uh, our, our thrust is to talk about man as a sinner and that Christ died for sinners. And we're talking about blood. The Bible says, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. You, ever, you. you understand at all what that means, my friend? The children of Israel had been captive in Egypt for 430 years. And according to the scripture, they were to be delivered. And the Lord gave Moses the instructions of what to do. And they caught up a lamb and kept it up so many days and, and killed it and put the blood on a, in, a, in a basin and sprinkled it on the doorpost. And uh, the Lord said, when I see the blood, I pass over you. Well, I never knew what that meant for many years ago. But when the Lord saw the blood, he, he passed over that door of that house and kept the the death angel back. He took that blow. He took the, the stroke that was designed for that firstborn in that house. Every one, my friend. I know that I'm not elaborating much, but I'll get back to that. But it's by blood and by power. So we're looking there and along those lines, and uh, I, I hope it's a blessing to your heart. There are two things that must take place in the salvation of every sinner. Two things. I want to talk about them. One is the revelation of God himself and his redeeming love, and the other is the revelation of man and who he is. First, there must be Holy Spirit conviction, and I know that's a thing of the past today. 
I know that that's a, a unheard of doctrine today, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, and that and how that the Holy Spirit reveals to man all of his vain and empty boasting and blasphemous reasonings. I know that man today, even religious men that I've met and meet, they only, they, they're proud of who they are and proud of this and proud of the church. I have folks that's just so proud that they're a member of the big church up on the hill with the painted glass windows and the, and the tall steeple. They're proud of their pastor, Dr. So-and-so. Oh, Dr. So-and-so, we, we're just so happy to have him. And they're proud that they have 30,000 members in their assembly. And they're proud. But listen, my friend, the Lord has to bring that individual down. Let him know all of his vain, empty boastings and blaspheming thoughts. Man must come to know himself. And this only comes by revelation. While man was hidden behind the trees there in the garden, clothed in his self-righteousness, God unfolded to him his wondrous plan of redemption through substitution. Oh, listen, listen. That's a big word, isn't it? Substitution. Substitution, what does it mean? Somebody took my place. Somebody took my place. Old Trailblazer has a substitute at this particular time. I tell folks, I I have no righteousness, and you don't either. But, my friend, I have a righteous substitute. I have one who gave of himself. He gave himself. He gave them himself. I often bring you those thoughts there on the, on the, in the Garden of Gethsemane when the Lord Jesus Christ looked into that symbolic cup. It was not a physical cup he held in his hand. It was a symbolic cup. And in that cup he saw the sins of all of God's elect. And he said, Father, if it could be thy will. What did he see? He saw all of those sins, yours and mine, come together there in mass. And he, he said it overwhelmed him, so to speak. He said, if it could be thy will, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will be done. Aren't you glad he said that last phrase? Oh, but listen, I have a substitute this morning. Through the bruised seed of the woman. Oh, listen, through the bruised seed of the woman. It was the guilty conscience that drove Adam behind those trees there in the garden, but it was the glorious revelation that brought him forth into the presence of God. It was his guilty conscience that terrified him, but it was the revelation of what God is, redeeming love through a substitute. Through a substitute, my friend. We have folks, I do, who foo-foo, the substitutionary death of Christ. They make fun. Oh, that old bloody religion. That old bloodless religion. I have folks write me occasionally, say, I don't want your bloody guts religion. I don't want it. I won't have it. I want the love of God. Oh, but my friend, it was the love of God that caused Christ to die, caused Christ to give his life there on the cross and shed that precious blood, precious blood, that wipes away all of our sin. Oh, but listen, as he became our substitute that brought peace to a troubled soul. Are you, are you have, do you have peace today with your soul, my friend? Are you confident that when your eyes close in death, we've seen so much death here lately. Everywhere we turn, there's death. Death, death, death. 
but and I've conducted several funerals lately and got one later on. But my friend, are you confident that when your eyes close in death that you'll go to be with the Lord? I know I read the obituary columns in the paper all, almost every morning and uh, looking for folks who I know, see if, you know, find out who your friends are going on. But I read some of those things that they put in the paper now. And so-and-so uh, died in the loving arms of Jesus, and so-and-so's now going on to be with Mama. And so, but my friend, are you confident? Are you assured that Christ is your substitute? Did he take your place? Can you make that statement, Christ took my place there on the cross? Or, is, or you just have a a uh, profession of faith or you have a a little a little profession well i joined the church when i was seven years old and was baptized and that's what they the preacher told me i was saved and that's what i'm banking on well my friend i wouldn't go out into eternity on that you say why not trailblazer because oh my friend salvation is the greatest thing that ever happened if it ever happens to you it's the greatest thing but listen listen uh the reality of what I am is met by the reality of what the Lord is, and that is salvation. Oh, every sinner, every sinner who ever gets saved can look back and say, look up and say, thank you, Lord. Let me tell you something else, friend. There's a place where God and man must meet. It's either in grace or in judgment. It'll be in one of those places. Just like, just like I tell my congregation, uh, we have a heaven to win and a hell to shun my friend are you are you are you ever have you ever thought about your soul i know i know that the old trailblazers is don't be is not very smart i know that i'm the first to admit that but i ask you do you ever think about where your soul's gonna spend et- or do eternity or do you just deny do you just deny the existence of hell i have folks do that there's no such a place as hell. We have this movement now, this some kind of religion to, to deal with science and some kind of religion deal with with uh, all of this uh, stuff. It's just stuff, and they they this life is all they're gonna have. There's no hell, there's no heaven, no nothing. And I tell folks who believe that you better make sure that you enjoy this life because you won't enjoy the one to come. You won't enjoy that that terrible cauldron rolling bawling cauldron of hell that the rich man woke woke up and he said he lift up his eyes in torment oh my friend the old trailblazer just i'm just trying to be honest with you i'm just trying to be truthful to you i'm just trying to stir your heart just a little to make you think and i know it's only by the power of god the power of the holy spirit that that can be happen that that can happen is that the lord would put his finger on your heart Raise back that skylight just a little bit. Let you see just a little bit of what you are, who you are by nature, and then the judgment that you're under. And then you can go on in this life living like hell, living like the devil, and think you're going to heaven when you die. No, sir. No, sir, it won't be. It won't be. It won't matter how many candles they burn for you. You won't be going to heaven. It, won't, it doesn't matter how many of uh, those things that happen in the, in the traditions of some of these churches that's out there today. It won't matter who prayed over you. It won't matter if Dr. So-and-so told you you were saved. If you never come to see yourself as a sinner and turn to the Lord in, 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 in repentance, my friend, 
and look into the Lord and that the blood be shed in, over you and spread over you and wash the sins away, my friend, you will not go to be with the Lord. No matter what the newspapers say, no matter what the obituary columns say, oh, but my friend, would you think with me? Don't get mad with the old trailblazer. Don't don't get angry with me for calling attention to the fact. Don't 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 shun the old trailblazer broadcast because I tell you that salvation is the greatest thing that ever happens. If it ever does, it's not walking the aisle. It's not shaking the preacher's hand. It's not speaking in tongue. It's not those things, my friend. It's not being baptized. All of those things, my friend. Salvation is trusting the Lord, coming to see yourself as a sinner worthless, helpless, wretched, doomed, and damned, and then, by the sure agony of soul, turn to the Lord, Lord, help. Lord, help this poor old sinner. Lord, I know I don't deserve to be saved, but Lord, would you save me for Christ's sake? Have you ever prayed that prayer? Lord, would you save me for Christ's sake? Show me that Show me that Christ died for me, just for me. Well, old trailblazer, running out of time, I wish I had another hour. And if you would, pray for the old trailblazer. Pray for grace for me and to be true to your soul and the souls of my listening audience. Remember my mailing address, Old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. But also, if you would, uh, pray for me with the financial work here and help me with the broadcast if you possibly can. And if you can't, I understand, but you could pray for me and write me and tell me that you're listening and that you're praying for me and that you'd like to see the broadcast continue over this station. And if you would, uh, hold up the old trailblazer's hands in prayer. Would you do that? I, I hope you will, and I appreciate it if you do. Goodbye, and God bless you. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the Old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.